0: Hey everybody! Thanks for again joining us. Hey, we're at the very, very end of our series called "At the Movies," and I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, unfortunately, you've not been able to see the clips, but I've had a few people tell me that because of this focus on this movies theory uh, series, there were some of these movies that you never got a chance to watch, and you went back and you watched them, and uh, and you really enjoyed that. So. The whole point of this series has been, and I just want to remind you, that this has been an outreach. This has been something that has been really successful in the the past six weeks of really getting people to invite friends and neighbors to come. And uh, matter of fact, I, I met with a pastor just the other day who was really intrigued by the whole concept and was really excited about it, a young pastor, as a matter of fact. And so there are a lot of churches out there right now that are, during this summer, doing this as an outreach. And I just want to, again, reiterate the fact that this is indeed an outreach. This is something that we're doing as kind of again, using the parable of our times to use movies and stories. And you know what? Again, you can't use every movie. Matter of fact, there's you can't there's, out of all the movies that have ever been made, we certainly only a few that we really could use that would be appropriate, that have a nice family theme or even using sci fi or something like that, like we did last week. So again, like with the Matrix, you know, there is some of these movies are full of non-biblical themes for sure. Some even have some language in, in and in, in, uh, innuendo that are stuck in there. But as a whole, we enjoy watching movies and we've learned to either fast forward or even you know, avoid a movie altogether. But for the most part, they're full of stories that are human interest. They, they tap into the drama and the, the reality of our lives. And so movies are, are, are without a doubt our our stories and analogies and allegories that really can dip into our emotions, can dip into really the the drama of our own lives. And we can identify and in many ways, open us up to truth, open us up to discuss the human condition, our choices, the consequences of those choices. And so that's kind of what we've been doing. And of course, having fun relating some of these stories back to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Biblical truths that kind of poke their head out, you know. So it's a lot of fun, and I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, Now, today, the movie we're going to cover, you know, and we've been talking about this and kind of making this a theme uh, here at Valley all throughout this time is Star Wars. Now, when you think of Star Wars, if you've seen even any a part of it, you know this is a huge storyline. These are books that were turned into movies, and when uh, these movies were first started, they kind of started in the middle of the whole saga, and no one ever knew just how big they were going to become. Now, if you read up on the whole the the, the trilogy after trilogy after trilogy, and now all the the prequels and sequels, you know, you you, you definitely know that this has become a cultural phenomenon. And uh, some of the biggest blockbuster movies of all time have come from this series. And so where on earth do I jump in in trying to cover this in a 30-minute message? Well, I'll tell you, it is very, very difficult. But what I decided was to focus on one character— as a whole to look at. And so I want to start off with this question for you. Can people really change? Can people really change? Is there ever a time that someone can be far, too far gone to be saved? Now think about that. You know, all of us have people in our lives that we worked with, we talked to, family members that we just think, wow, they're just, they're so bad. <laughs> they're so far away from God. They're so deceived, I, can, I can't imagine they'd ever, ever, ever come to Christ. And you know what, so it, it is. So I ask that question, is that possible? And, 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 and another question, is it, isn't there a point where a person has done too much evil that they cannot be forgiven for what they've done? Again, very thoughtful question. And in the scriptures we do find, as Paul said, that there were many in the church who were not influential. They, As a matter of fact, many of them were pagans, doing pagan things. And if you study paganism during that time, you'll see, yes, there was a lot of immorality. There was a lot of evil that was taking place. Paul himself was a murderer. And so when we think of such a thing, when we think of such a concept, it is something that we, we realize. It is something that we, we struggle with we pray about, especially when we're thinking of people that, that uh, we have spent time with and, and on the job. And we, again, we get into that place where we just struggle. And we might even want to give up on them, not pray for them anymore. We might even judge them to the point of, well, they're unsavable. And so that is our theme. And so you're probably wondering, where am I going to focus on in this vast saga, this epic series, well, I want to focus in on this young boy who becomes a very, very evil person, and his name is Anakin Skywalker, all right? So in our movie today, we're going to learn that there is always hope for an individual regardless of how far to the dark side, quote unquote, they go. And more than that, in their hearts, they secretly wish that they could be reformed. And that's kind of a point and something that we'll come back to and maybe think about here. But I want to start talking about Anakin Skywalker, in case you haven't seen the movie. Now, I'm going to play some clips, and I'll tell you some about where those clips are here in just a moment. But I want to give you a little background, because there's no way I could cover that in the movie when we play it. But so we're going to talk about this young boy named Anakin Skywalker, or also known as Darth Vader. Now, he is found as a slave boy. And... He is set free by Obi-Wan Kenobi and uh, 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 Gwai-Gon Jinn. And they are Jedi warriors who are uh, are escaping. And in this, as they are running from the Sith Lord, and he's one of the evil kind, of course, I'll explain that here in just a minute, is they're running. They go to this planet where they discover this little slave boy, who they see as having extraordinary ability to understand the force. Now what is the force? They teach us in this whole series that the force is the living energy that controls all things. And what they've done is created this dualism, as we would describe it, as being the light, the good side of the force and the dark side or the evil side of the force. And each of those have the characteristics of evil and good and that there is this balance. Now we know that in in real life, this is what is called dualism or even more than that, what we find in Eastern thought in uh, the yin-yang and the balance between nature and good and evil and all that. Now, of course, all of that is not biblical at all. But the whole idea of the existence of good and evil we know are definitely true. And we know uh, biblically where that all comes from. But let's get back to the movie. So Anakin is accepted as a Jedi knight as he, is, uh, as he escapes from his slavery. He leaves his mom behind because it can only take him. And now... Uh, Anakin is being trained. He's a Padawan. And uh, now Gwygon uh, Jin is, is murdered by one of the, the Sith Lords in a fight. And he makes Obi Wan Kenobi promise him that, that this little boy, Anakin, is going to be raised up as a Jedi Knight himself. Now, what is a Jedi Knight? A Jedi Knight is a warrior, a knight, a, uh, one who uh, fights for and walks. Uh, with, with the power of the the good side and so they're like peaceful warriors they don't use aggression or hate or bitterness or anything but just always peacefulness and bringing peace to uh the uh the peoples of this this galaxy and so uh they're going to raise him as this jedi knight and so again he's a padawan of obi-wan kenobi and uh but after anakin shows signs of passion and anger and this instability on the inside which is recognized by some of the other jedi masters including the great master himself yoda he begins to they see that he is unstable and so when he he uh discovers when they go back to find his mother that she has been uh essentially murdered he gives into the rage. Now you got to understand, for the Jedi Knight, that would be like a Christian, uh, or like a, a person studying for the ministry, if you will, who gives himself to bitterness and anger and rage. And and so what he does is he murders all of the people. All of these, this this race of aliens who captured his mother and did what they did to him, or to her, and so he takes his lightsaber, which is like a sword, but only it's it's a laser, and he kills all of those people, and so Anakin has given himself to all of the the emotion of the dark side, and so he has begun this journey out of rage. And, Of course, he hides that, and he doesn't tell anyone until he tells uh, his. His, uh, his wife, uh, his lover, here in, in, in a bit. And so Anakin, again, gives into that rage, and he becomes a murderer. Now, this is causes Anakin to fall into the grip, again, of the dark side. And we learn from Yoda, a Jedi master, that the path to the dark side comes as a result of giving into bitterness, rage, and hate. And that's exactly what begins to happen. Now, now, as a result of this, and his heart having been compromised, he uh, is easily seduced even further into the dark side by one of the Sith uh, lords. And now, again, in our story, that the Sith are the knights, if you will, of the dark side, and there can only be two of them, as you read in Follow Star Wars. Now, there can be many, many Jedi knights, but can only be two of the dark, dark side. And so one of the Sith... Is, and there's only one because the other one was destroyed, and that Sith is looking for a new partner. And they have identified Anakin Skywalker as being that next uh, uh, Sith Lord. And so he begins to go after him and he basically just deceiving him and saying, Look, we could rule this universe together where there'll be no more suffering, where there'll be more of that. So, of course, he lies to him and, and gets him to, to join him. So, but meanwhile, during all of this, in this conflict in Anakin, he has fallen in love with Queen Amidala and from a peaceful planet of, of what is called Naboo and another forbidden act on Anakin's part, causing even more separation and conflict in his heart. So as a Jedi Knight, he's not supposed to fall in love. He's, not suppo- he's very much like a priest. He's remained, supposed to remain celibate, but he has not obeyed that. And he fall in love, falls in love with Queen Amidala, and they have this secret uh, affair. In the meantime, they get married, she gets pregnant, and she's expecting twins. Now, so uh, Anakin fully joins now, in the, in this, in, as the story continues on, he fully joins the dark side, but is defeated by Obi-Wan Kenobi in battle. And... Now Obi-Wan Kenobi thinking that he's dead leaves him beside this this molten river of lava when his leg has been cut off and his arm and and he's just a mess laying uh on the side of of this lava river and Obi-Wan is is just of course overwhelmed and and saddened that his his own Padawan his his men- mentee is is has given himself over to evil and the dark side, and he had to destroy him. So Obi Wan leaves with the thought that uh, Anakin is dead or dying, and he leaves with Princess Leia. Um, I'm sorry, Princess Amidala, who is uh, again she is so grieved by her husband doing what he did. She begins to give birth to her to these babies. Now the two babies live, but. Queen Amidala dies, unfortunately. And so it's a very, very heavy theme. It's a very sad situation. Now, unbeknownst to most, if not anybody, uh, uh, Anakin actually lives. But he is then taken by the Sith Lord, and he's finally made into the the second Sith. His transformation to evil is complete, and he becomes Darth Vader. So he once was Anakin Skywalker, you know, a Jedi Knight with a hope and a future, so to speak, but then he's converted to Darth Vader, one of the other Sith Lords, and the evil Emperor Palatine was the one who was the other uh, Sith the whole time. He had everyone fooled. So now they, too, are going to try to create the evil empire and rule the whole galaxy and uh, this galaxy that is far far away in a time long long ago so now we bring us up to uh, uh, a, a part of the story that i really want to cover and that is that darth vader again is is ruling but he does not know that princess Amidala, his wife gave birth to two children so he's, he's suspicious of there being one child he's aware that one child Probably survived, but he did not know about two and so we begin the story in the uh, the Return of the Jedi which is really the movie that we're going to be playing uh, on Sunday and special parts of that that what we find is that this that, that first one of the twins the male and there's a male and a female the male named Luke Skywalker is begins to discover who he is as we go throughout the, the this next trilogy or what is really uh, the next phase of this whole storyline. So Luke wants to become uh, a, a space pilot and even a Jedi one day himself, not really knowing what his heritage is. But let's remember that he is actually the son of Anakin Skywalker, aka Darth Vader. Now, again, he doesn't even know that he has a sister, and her name is Princess Leia. And Princess Leia is a princess on another planet and she, in time, in, as both of them are part of the resistance, their lives converge, and they begin to fight together against the evil empire and Darth Vader and the emperor. Now, as time continues to grow, go on and as they grow up, uh, Luke begins to discover, as he's beginning to train to be a... Uh, a uh, uh, a Jedi Knight from Yoda himself, the Grand Master of all Jedis, uh, he discovers that he does have a sister. And he also finds out that uh, Darth Vader is his father. And so now Luke is fully aware, but Princess Leia doesn't know yet. And so Luke knows in order for him to complete his training, to become a full Jedi Knight, he has to face his father. He has to go up against a Sith Lord and defeat him. And so he is going to go. Now, of course, that is a real problem, isn't it? A father and son are going to have to battle. And yet inside uh, Luke's heart, there's Leah, and he wants to protect her, which in the end, you'll see, actually works out to be a good thing. So when we pick up in the movie that I'm going to play on Sunday, and I'm sorry you can't see those clips, but in, the clips I'm going to play is when Luke realizes that he has to go and, and meet Darth Vader. He goes on the willingly he, he surrenders himself to the to the to the ship where the Emperor and uh, Darth Vader are and they 're attacking and they 're battling the resistance and it 's going on The resistance hopes that it can defeat and get past all the the barriers and be able to destroy what is called the death star this super powerful weapon that is going to destroy planet after planet they think they're going to be able to do it but it's all contingent on everything working together and 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 uh luke being able to defeat uh the sith lords and so everything is up in the air but luke surrenders himself and he's then he goes before darth vader and the evil emperor now the evil emperor is hoping that he can convince luke to come to the dark side as well and so he's 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 mocking him but he's he's deceiving him he's he's using everything he can to have luke come over and luke is resisting and he's resisting meanwhile darth vader is standing there as we know he's his father and and luke has already pressed out and reached out to to darth vader to say look you're my father and i know there's some good in you i know you're potentially able to be changed now and this is where we're coming in with what I think is so interesting and maybe a biblical thing that we can take away today. So Luke is looking at his father and he's saying, look, I know you've been captured by the dark side. I know that you're all the way over on the evil side, but I got to believe that you can change. And so he even communicates that to Darth Vader, who says, no, 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 I'm way too far gone. He says, there's no way, Don't, don't even give hope to that. And so like so many people who are convinced of of the fact that they're evil and going to hell and, and what they've done can never be forgiven have that same kind of an attitude. Now, Luke is brought before the emperor and he tries to get him and he's going back. Luke is watching out through the window the battle that's going on and, and, and it's not going in their favor and so they're losing and everything is going badly and, and Luke now begins to realize that it could be that it's a waste of time and he's going to lose and the emperor again is mocking him and then at the very last minute, Luke has anger rises up in his heart because he wants, to, he wants to kill the emperor, but he doesn't realize that all his anger and his hate and his bitterness and his rage is actually playing right into him going to the dark side. Now that's interesting, isn't it? Because we talk about the biblical idea of, of truth and forgiveness and forgiving our enemy. And so there's, there's some interesting biblical truth that that sneaks into this movie that we see the conflict going on in the inside. So Luke is, is trying to do what he can to uh, be a part of the battle and being a part of defeating the enemy, but he realizes he can't use hate to do it. Gosh, what is he going to do? So he's got this weapon, he grabs it, and he begins to fight Darth Vader, and they're going back, and, and, and the battle's not going well, for Luke, because he's back and forth between anger and rage, and then they're laughing, saying, look, look what you're doing. You know, I was in a place that one time, I was sharing the gospel, and I was really frustrated and got a little angry, and they kind of mocked me, because look at you, you call yourself a Christian, you can't even follow what you believe. And so that's kind of what they do with, with, with Luke at this moment. But then Luke says, no, not going to do it. And so he puts his, he puts his, his laser down, and he's going to submit himself, and then once again, he gets into another battle with, with Darth Vader because he, wants to, he, he realizes on the inside he can't just give up, that he has to defend himself. So it's interesting that he's only being victorious when he's defending himself and then one other motivation that comes up. Now, Darth Vader realizes that he's not able to defeat uh, Luke because Luke is strong in the, the light side or the good side of the force. And it's this epic battle between good and evil going on. So then Darth tries to, to, to poke him and use the, 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 the worst possible um, uh, attack against Luke. And what was it that he said, well, if you don't turn, then we're going to get your sister. And that's when everything changes. Luke now goes from being bitter about his own situation to being defensive and a protector of his sister. And this is where the battle begins to turn. When Luke's heart begins to realize, I must be a reconciler, I must be a defender, that he rises up and has the true kind of energy and passion and power to defeat the enemy. So he attacks Darth Vader and they're fighting and he's winning and he chops off one of the arms of Darth Vader and Darth Vader falls to the ground in a smoky, nasty mess. And there Luke is with passion, fire in his eyes, getting ready to defeat and kill Darth Vader. But then it comes back to him when he realizes, wait a minute, this is my father. I can't do this. Meanwhile, the emperor comes creeping up alongside and he says, good, good. This is what I wanted all along because there only can be two. He said, now complete your training to be a part of the evil side of all of this by killing your own father. So the emperor has, has, has foreseen, quote-unquote, all of this taking place up to this moment, but he doesn't realize the resolve. He doesn't realize that he defeated darkness through love and compassion, not through bitterness. And this is the blindness of the dark side. So then when uh, uh, the emperor says, good, now kill him, he says, no, and he, drops the, he finally drops his weapon, the lightsaber, to the ground. And that's when the emperor truly gets evil, and he says, well, if you're not going to turn, then I'm going to destroy you. And he starts using this electrical power and this, this evil power to kill uh, Luke. And Luke is, is going through gyrations. He's on the ground. He's smoking. You, 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 your heart's going out to him because you know he's in pain. He's going to die. It's like taking a, uh, uh, one of those uh, voltage things that you, you, you zap people with and turn that times uh, 100, and that's what he's doing to Luke, is he's zapping him, zapping him, zapping him. But then Luke starts crying out to Darth Vader, who is now beginning to compose himself, and he's getting up, and he's watching. And, and Darth, who knows he was defeated, and he knows that he was going to be kicked to the curb, that the emperor had already placed him in his mind. Darth turns and grabs the emperor, because he can't stand watching his son be destroyed. He picks up Darth Vader and he throws him over the rail into this energy uh, uh, conduit that's just enormous, goes down you know blocks and blocks and blocks, and down he goes, and the emperor is destroyed. Now there you have Darth Vader, who is now his, is, is actually beginning to die because in the fight with Luke, Luke had severed and destroyed several of these crucial uh, uh, life supporting things that were that were holding darth Vader together don't don 't forget that that he almost died, and he had to use all of these artificial life support systems to even keep him alive to breathe and to to, to be exposed to air in the whole nine yards so Darth Vader is dying, and Luke is able to recover, and he grabs him and he says i got to get you out of here and he drags him out to the ship, and he's trying to get him off the ship, but Darth Vader's so huge, and, and he got all this equipment and, and paraphernalia on him, and he's, and he's going, I gotta get you, I wanna save you. He says, I, I, I wanna save you. And he pulls off, and he, and he says, please, take my helmet off. So he, and he says, but you die if I take it off. And he takes it off anyway, because he tells him to. And there he sees the face of his own real father, and his father wanted to see Luke with his own eyes. And there is this connection between father and son, a very emotional moment. Because Luke says, I just really wanted to save you. And Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker, who is now who he's really looking at, says, you already have. And so in the process of reaching and having to fight and having to do what he he knew in his heart he needed to do, he was literally able to help and rescue his father in his last dying breath, getting saved, if you will, to come from out of the dark side back into favor to be restored to be reconciled to be pulled out of that dark dark world and so the movie essentially ends there and uh as far as that part of the whole star wars saga and so i want to share and finish today and when we look at such a, a, a an epic science fiction type thing that as i said has just totally in major ways affected our culture. We talk about the dark side, Luke, I'm your father. I mean, all these things that so many of us quoted that grew up during that time. We've, we've been quoting that for 35, 40 years. And a uh, matter of fact, I remember when I first saw this particular movie, or the first one in the series, Star Wars, I was only 15 years old. And so uh, a lot of time has passed since then. And so it is, is, it is an incredible thing to to uh, enjoy such uh, uh, storytelling. But now again, I want to leave you with some scriptures. And I want to think about that question. I want to go back to that question that I started with earlier. Can a person change? Can a person change when that, that far gone, when they've given themselves to the dark side, when they've given themselves to evil and done really nasty things? Now Again, I want to remind you about it, this man named Paul in scripture. Paul was a man who thought he was doing good. Paul was a Jew of all Jews, and he was a Pharisee of all Pharisees. And he was trained, he was equipped, but he was being controlled by evil because he was killing. He was killing Christians, and he was giving approval to Stephen's death. And so he, in all intents and purposes, he was a murderer. And so Someone might think, well, and those who were being persecuted and dragged off to prison like they were under Paul's control, they must have thought, there's no way this man can change. But he did change. He had a confrontation with Jesus Christ himself. He was, he was knocked off his donkey or, or pony, whatever he was on. And he fell to the earth and he was blinded. And then he heard the voice of Christ who tell him, told him, it's useless you're fighting against me. Paul, you're the one that's, I, I, this is the right thing and you're, you're doing wrong. And Paul comes to his senses and his heart changes. And he goes into a deep depression as he realizes what he had done all that time. And so he is reconciled back to God. But you know what Paul does? Paul doesn't just go away and stay away or, or you know, commit suicide or, or, or you know, relational isolation. No, he realizes that now he's got a mission and that is to go and find those who are bound in the same way that he was. And so can a person change? Absolutely. Our movie kind of toys with that idea with Darth Vader that Anakin Skywalker became Darth Vader but then he becomes Anakin Skywalker again. And you know what? That is true. You know, the Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 4, 17 through 19, he says this. This is Paul. He says, so I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened. Yes, the dark side. They are darkened by their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them Due to what? The hardening of their heart. And that's really the issue here. People are in darkness because their hearts are hardened. And a lot of times their hearts get hardened because of bitterness. Now in 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 our story, Anakin becomes Darth Vader because he's bitter over the loss of his mother. He's bitter over the fact that she was mit- murdered. And so he gave himself to that. You know what? That happens more times in life than people realize. That they can be experience wounding, abuse, and it can be the, the, the springboard into darkness, into bitterness and anger and rage. But you know what? When we see people like that, when we run into people like that, when we work with people like that, when they, they do things to their bodies, when they, they have, they, 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 they're communicating everything about their demeanor and their ways and what they say with their mouth says, you know what, I'm going to reject you. I'm going to hate you. I'm going to abuse you before you get a chance to do that to me. I'm going to mock your faith and your Christianity. Really, 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 on the, deep on the inside, they're crying out for help. And they are able to be saved. See, none of us knows who's marked for eternal life. None of us knows who's the elect. None of us know that. And all we've been told to do, our marching orders, are to go and share the gospel to everyone and let God reveal and let God do the illumining. Let God draw them by grace through faith. But it's our job to believe that anyone that we come in contact with can be saved can be reconciled back to their creator God through Jesus Christ, our Savior. So the verse goes on, and he says, it's because of the hardening of hearts. Verse 19, having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity and they are full of greed it says so we see this in this world we see them giving but realize that it all began with the hardening of their heart it all began often with a strike a blow but can be they be can they be saved absolutely look what second corinthians chapter 5 verse 11 says since then we know what it is to fear the lord we try to persuade others. In other words, for those of us who have escaped that world, for those of us who have been redeemed and, and our eyes illumined to the truth, we, we know what it is to fear God. We know what it is to now walk in the light as he is in the light. And what is our motivation now? It's to persuade others because we've been given something special. And I'll talk about that in a minute but that we are motivated, just like Luke, to save his father, to go after, to, to stand before him, to know that in all good conscience, he's done everything he could to pull him out of that world. This is exactly what the Bible says our heart will be once we've been delivered, to go and do the same. He says, what we are is plain to God, and I hope is also plain to your conscience. Second Corinthians 5 goes on, for Christ's love compels us, Because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. In other words, everyone is dead in their trespasses and sins, but everyone is then capable, everyone is qualified to be pulled out of that world. And he died for all, this is Jesus, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, and I love this verse here, from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Mm-mm. We don't see them from an unsavable, unredeemable, untransformable uh, point of view. See, as a Christian, we gotta know that there's some Darth Vaders out there who can go back to being Anakin's. We've got to know that there's some people out there that have been, who have given, them fully, fully, given themselves fully over to lust. Fully over to pride, fully even over to murder, and evil of all kinds. But are they redeemable? Yes, because even if we are not like Luke, who loves his father, who, who even if they're not a family member, God loves them. They're God's children. Now I want to insert this right here because if you're listening to this and you have any way, shape, or thought thought this whole concept of using movies to 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 get us to think about scripture. I'm telling you, I, I I'm not rebuking you, but I want to challenge you. Because the truth is that our culture, we are surrounded by people who are dying in their trespasses and sins. And we as a church, many of us have received an enlightenment. We've received and understood what the gospel is. And we have the hope of salvation. What are we doing to win those, those Darth Baders? What are we doing to reach to those that are in the world's eyes are unsavable, unredeemable? Unreze- What are we doing? Well, that's what this series has all been about. We've used movies so that we can get some of those folks here so we can help them see. They understand movies. They get it. They watch them all the time. Why isn't it that we can't take what we're persuaded of and have become fearful of of the ways of God to be able to help and to persuade others to bring them, to reconcile them to Christ? That's what this is about. That's why we're doing what we're doing. And that's why we as a church are not going to keep watching movies from here on out. Starting next Sunday, we're going to talk about the Ten Commandments. And we're going to do that as a series over the next ten weeks. That's why. Because we want to help people see the truth. We want to know and believe that many, if not everyone, can be saved or redeemed. Now let me go on with the verses. So from now on, we no longer regard people and we don't even regard anyone from a point of worldly point of view though we once regarded Christ in this way as Paul did we do so no longer <clears throat> therefore if anyone is in Christ he is a new creature, a new creature he is a new creation the old is gone the new is here all this is from God who reconciled us to him and And how did he do it? Through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Why are you saved? So that you can go to heaven? Yes. But I'm telling you, if you're still here, then you've got a mission. You've got a purpose. And that is to go after the Darth Vaders of this world. It's to go after those who through bitterness have turned to wickedness, have turned to evil, and thought that they have no hope for their lives. Because often that's exactly what they think that they are unredeemable. In our movie, Darth Vader says it. He says, son, I am too far gone. I have given myself way too far to the dark side. And we find out in the movie that Luke was right the whole time because Luke said, I, I know there's good in you. Now, we don't believe in that, but he, what, what, what we mean is, I know you're savable. And so is other, other, every other human being. And that's why we call ourselves evangelicals. And that's why we're the church. And that's why we receive the mission from Jesus himself, the commission, to go into all the world and to share this gospel of the kingdom, this gospel of Jesus Christ, his, his, his birth, his life, his ministry, his death on the cross, his raising from the dead and ascending to the right hand of the Father and who is coming again for all those who believe in him. That's our message. That's our mission. And so, my friend, if you're listening to this today, and you haven't been convinced of that, then you need to understand that, yes, you are reconciled. Perhaps you were one, like me, who was walking in darkness, but then you saw the light. You saw Christ, and you gave your life to him, and you're going to heaven. But if you're still here, you need to tell everybody else about that. You do not need to be hopeless concerning those who are so far gone. You don't need to be hopeless of this generation. You don't need to be hopeless of those who have have even mocked God himself. Mm -mm. Because God, he's got that spark in them. Every one of them are his children. Every one of them are redeemable because of what Jesus did on the cross for them. And we will never know who those people are And they will never hear until we tell them. And we're going to tell them using movies. We're going to tell them by giving out cold waters. We're going to tell them by giving away free popcorn and candy. We're going to tell them as we wash their cars and give them free gasoline. We're going to show them by mowing their lawns and and loving on their children during a, a vacation Bible school. We're going to show them by doing simple acts of kindness, by giving them bags of food or bags of of, of household items. We're gonna help them sometimes pay for their electric bills, their telephone bills, or whatever it is that we, we we can help them with, so that we can show them the love of Jesus Christ in simple, practical ways. And so can a person be redeemed? Yes. Can a person come from the dark side and into the light? Yes. The Bible tells us that is true. And when that does happen, we're new creatures, new creations. And just like Darth Vader, who took his helmet off and looked into his son's eyes, really for the first time, and he said, you already saved me, son. You saved me by jerking me out of this world with your unrelenting love and compassion and faith and belief. So my friend, yes, nothing is impossible with God. I want to finish with prayer today. And I want to again thank you for joining me for this series. And I hope this series has been fun for you. But more than anything, I hope that it's impacted your life to give you new purpose and meaning, to understand that you are a reconciler, my friend. Let's go out and tell them. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for everyone that's listening to this message today. And Lord, for even those who've struggled with the concept of watching movies in church. Lord, may they be overwhelmed by this truth that what are we doing how many people have we led to christ so far this year how many times have we shared the gospel with those who are in the darkness how many times have we had hope and faith for a person who has none for themselves how many as paul said we will be all things to all men that we might win some what does that mean today well Lord, I believe it's to play movies, it's to do anything we can. Lord, to give away food, it's, it's, Lord, it's to do whatever we can do with carnivals and plays and activities. Lord, that's our watch. Lord, I pray you give us a new hunger and a thirst for that. I pray that, God, you give us a new passion, Lord, for the lost, that you'd help us to be the church and not just go to church, but to be salt and light. And, Lord, I pray, finally, for those who are listening today who may not know you that you find yourself listening to this and you found yourself thinking that you're Darth Vader. Lord, I pray for them right now in the name of Jesus. They think they're unredeemable? You are redeemable. You think you're unsavable? He died for you. You are savable. It was for the joy that was set before Christ that he scorned the cross, endured his shame. He he, he walked through it all for you and for me if you'd like to give your life to Christ right now as you're listening, you know what? You are redeemable. Give yourself to him. Pull the helmet of darkness off and look into the eyes of your Savior and let him take you. Let him save you. Let him bring joy to your heart. Let him bring peace. Confess your sin. Release it. Get rid of the darkness and give your life to your Savior today. That's all you have to do. Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is the Lord of your life and you will be saved. Lord, I thank you for that. For all who have prayed it, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you folks again. I wanna remind you, next week we start up a new series and we're gonna have some guest teachers, many that are going to be involved in doing this series called The Tens. And you'll see what that's all about. We're gonna be going back to our live feed. So grateful for our team, they're gonna help you and we'll get you right back Uh, actually uh, having church with us on those days. So God bless you. You have a great week, and we'll see you next Sunday.